Hello, everyone, and welcome to Hockey Jersey Addicts, the podcast and support group for the addicted hockey jersey fan to talk twill, wool, acrylic, and polyester. Join us as we share what we've learned and uncovered about the game of hockey through collecting, restoring, customizing, and selling hockey jerseys. Around here, no jersey is too small or too big, too new or game-worn, too loud or too proud. We see everyone as equal and explore a diverse range of topics ongoing in the hockey community. We'll also dive into the vault with hockey history, trivia, and reminisce as much as possible about the grails we've got, the thrift store finds, and the watchlist wants. So put on some polyester, give us a listen, and if you like what you hear and want more, make sure to subscribe and follow us on your podcast station and social media of choice at Hockey Jersey Addicts. And remember, you miss 100% of the jerseys you don't collect. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Hockey Jersey Addicts. This is Dan, aka Van Can Fan 75 and today I have the pleasure of being joined by the Dented Puck podcast crew. Got Drew, Tony, and Josh, and I hope you guys are all doing really well. I uh, just want to go around the room let you guys introduce yourselves and then we can get into a talk a little bit about what is blind hockey what we can do to raise awareness about the sport and then get into a discussion about the ugliest hockey sweaters of all time since it's the holiday season and that's really important uh so without further ado drew how are you i'm doing really good dan how are you doing Great. Thank you. Thanks uh, for being here. And you're in Chicago. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. And thank you for having having us. Um, this is really exciting. Uh, you know, I like talking jerseys, but I'm glad that you want to you, you want to learn a little bit about our side of hockey, too. So that's really great. And we really appreciate it. Um, but yeah, I'm out of Chicago and I play for the uh, Chicago Blackhawks blind team. Thank you for being on. I'm looking forward to the chat today. And how about we go over to Tony next? How are you, Tony? I'm doing well. Thank you for asking, Dan. Uh, thank you for this opportunity to help promote uh, blind hockey and the Dented Puck podcast. Uh, my name is Tony Chestro. I also am based out of Chicago. I play for the Chicago Blind Blackhawks organization, and I also play for the Team USA national blind hockey team. All right, so... Someone on who plays with Drew who actually knows how to play hockey. That's fantastic. <laughs> Ouch. Oh, yeah, I know. I mean, you'll get me back when we get to the jersey part, I'm sure. Uh, <laughs> and then, Josh, I, I love what you guys are doing on the podcast. So thanks for coming on, man. Um, it's nice to be on here, man. It's, it's great to talk jerseys. It's great to talk blind hockey. And uh, hopefully we give your listeners something different that they've never heard before. Yeah, I mean, a big part of Hockey Jersey Addicts is talking about and having our support group to talk twill and polyester. But another part of it is that um, we love all jerseys, shapes and sizes. And so we're very inclusive and we try to be as diverse as possible. And blind hockey, once I learned about it through On the Bench with Beaks podcast, uh, I've just been really... Um, inspired by what you guys are doing, um, both with your podcast to spread awareness about blind hockey, 
but just in general to be able to continue in a sport that uh, we all love in a way that if you watch footage of blind hockey on YouTube, you're like, these guys aren't blind. This is ridiculous. So uh, I'm I'm just so happy to have learned about this. And I'm so happy to have a discussion to raise awareness about this. So um, I think a good place to start that conversation is just what is blind hockey? And um, Tony, I'll start with you. I'm curious, uh, you know, in relation to the hockey that we're more familiar with in terms of rules and regulations, um, not so much about like the different tiers of players that play by blind hockey. We'll get into that in a second, but what are some of the rule differences that we should be aware of uh, for blind hockey compared to uh, regular hockey, such as making a pass when you enter the zone and stuff like that? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, a small little bit about me is I did play regular ice hockey as well. And when I had the opportunity to start playing blind hockey, I was kind of iffy on it at first because I'm not, I wasn't exactly sure what I was going to be getting into. And then the first time that I actually played in it and I played in the tournament, I'm like, wow, this is the exact same thing as regular ice hockey, except for there's just a couple different rule changes. The first one, the major one, would be that there is a pass whistle. So when, you're in the, so when you're in the offensive zone, in order to take a shot, or in order to start taking shots, you need to be able to complete one pass in the offensive zone. That way, you know, you've, meant, you've maintained possession of the puck, and it eliminates breakaways. Because if there was to be a breakaway in blind hockey, some there's an opportunity that the goalie would not necessarily know that you're coming in because the mm -hmm. goalies are completely blind. Mm. There's so, some other rules. Go ahead. So, so does the whistle happen um, like to signify the pass has been made? Correct. Okay. All right. And then is there like any difference on the way a face-off could take place or uh, just with line changes potentially. So there's a point system in um, blind hockey. You're you, you said you wanted to hold off on getting into the different tiers of like the levels of vision and stuff like that. But uh, I'll let Drew get into that. Um, but as far as faceoffs, no. What the the referee will shake the puck to let everybody know, like, hey, it's going to be in the left faceoff dot in the offensive or defensive zone. And if you do, let's say I win the, I'm a center. So if I win the draw clean back to a defenseman, that counts as a completed pass because it's okay. right off the draw. And it, if I want it clean. Gotcha. And, and so Drew, why don't you, uh, and thanks for that. Appreciate it. And, and Drew, why don't you pick up on that about, maybe who's allowed to take a face-off because of their vision level or wait a minute, there are different vision levels and wait, I can play this and not be totally blind or yes, and be blind. What's going on there? Yeah. Um, so anyone can take the face-off, uh, you know, it's like regular hockey um, except the goalie, of course. Uh, but as far as uh, line changes and player positioning, we have three levels at the international competition level. Um, there's B1, B2, and B3. B1s are 
blind. I mean, can't see their feet, can't see anything. Okay. And they those tend to be our goalies. Okay. Um, Team USA has one B1 defenseman, Kevin Brown. He was a gentleman we had on our show. Um, and so he's kind of an exception to that rule um, just because he, he can't see his feet. Uh, B2s see a little bit more than a B1. Josh is, is a B2. Okay. Um, and he, they tend to be defensemen because they can stay, you know, kind of in their defensive zone to the red line. And it's, it's less that they have to track and less movement that they have to do. Um, okay. and, and then you have guys like me and Tony who are B3s and we have the most amount of vision allowed at the international level. Um, so for me, I have really good central vision and no peripheral and I'm blind on the left side completely. Um, okay. but I, so I would play forward. Um, usually there are exceptions to the rule. Um, but there's also a, another level that's, that's B4 that are, so like if you were, if something happened and you lost a little bit of your vision and you couldn't play regular hockey, you, mm -hmm. you may be considered a B4. Okay. So you're not technically legally blind. That's, that's really the, the key to it. You're legally blind to play international. Gotcha. If you're visually impaired, you can play at any regional tournament. Okay. Um, so that and that that's a B4. And at international tournaments, line changes don't really matter. Um, but the I guess the biggest thing for blind hockey is that we have Tony, it's 13 points, right? Uh, it's it's 13 or 14 points that are based on the visual levels of the hockey players. So, so let me guess, do you have to like make up that point quota or be below it based on your total vision levels. Yep, exactly. Okay. So it's usually it, it shakes out that you have a B1 as goalie and they count the goalie. So there's one point. Then you have two B2s at defense. So there's five, nine. So it's 14 points. Then you have three B3s at offense and you can mix any, anything under that number is fine. If you wanted to play five B1s, you, you are more than welcome to. You just couldn't have all B three guys on the ice. Oh, so oh, so it's like a per on ice situation, not total yeah. team. Got it. Yeah. Great. Okay. Cool. And um, so I that's think that's really interesting. Yeah, and I think that's where it gets tricky. Line changes. Mm -hmm. You know, so because you have yeah. to make sure you have the correct amount of points on the ice. But at the same time, I mean, not to make it not complicated, but. I'm standing on the bench looking at the guy I know I'm taking off. And I'm sure in a game situation, your guys are kind of have a system in place to be aware of that. Right. Yeah, definitely. And the coaches are huge. The coaches are talking to us constantly on the bench. Okay. That's, yeah. I mean, communication and anything's key and sport is a great place to learn that. But I imagine that comes into play more than it would on a typical hockey team. Oh yeah, and and Josh, you're you. I think you're a defenseman. Is that what I heard correctly? Uh, yeah, I'm a defenseman, but I'm not going to stay between my red the red line and my uh, goal line there, Drew. You know, that. <laughs> um, I, I'm, so I'm, I'm I got to ask you something because we're kind of tiptoeing around this, but from everything I watched, that is not a regular size puck. And someone <laughs> said before you shake, uh, drop the puck. We shake it to let you know. And I'm thinking. This does not sound or feel like the kind of thing that a normal defenseman likes getting in the way of to block a shot for. That puck is 
five inches wide, two eight of sheet metal, and filled with ball bearing. What? The and, uh, the, the concept of like getting me to go down to block a shot with a puck made of ball bearings just sounds like a badass sport, though, man. I gotta say, like that. And and there's probably there's a lot to this. So I mean, let me uh, let me go around the room. Anyone at, answer this question? We haven't heard from Tony in a while, so maybe you can kick us off here. But um, like, what are some of the things that you just love about blind hockey? I think that my uh, favorite overall thing is the sense of community. Prior to being a blind hockey player. I mentioned that I played regular hockey, but I never had anybody that I can relate to as far as my vision loss. You know, like, uh, I mean, I, I think the same can be said for Josh and for Drew. Sometimes they were just the blind guy, you know, like amongst their friend group. Now I have a whole family. I got friends in De- Denver who are visually impaired. I got friends in Canada. I got friends all over this country. And I got New York with Josh, you know, and having that community because there's no one person that hasn't gone through something that um, I will or will not go through, if that makes sense. So I will always have a, a very special and unique support system. Um, you know, I'm, I'm really used to playing regular hockey. I played three years of junior, junior A hockey. Um, and I thought that my playing days of competitive hockey were over after college. And it, it turns out they're far from over. Hmm. Um, <laughs> I, I, this is competitive hockey. You know, when I first told my friends about blind hockey, they're like, that sounds kind of silly. And I'm like, yeah, except for what you don't know is there's some of the players on Canada were in the Winnipeg Jets farm system. Like, they're good hockey players. <laughs> like, oh my gosh. Like, we're legit. Some of us are really legitimate. And, the passion is there from all of us. And I just, I love seeing the growth, um, especially with some of the younger players, them growing their knowledge of hockey. Because it's the same thing. It's still hockey. It's just played a little differently with a little bit of different rules. Sure. And I mean, no adaptation to the rink. Um, so you can do this at any facility without any kind of um you know adjustments which you know i know people like in sled hockey or sledge hockey depending on where in the world you're listening um feel like they need to do boards within that and they're building facilities even here in denver um dog nation hockey foundations going about trying to build a really incredible um inclusive hockey rink system here but uh that'll be touched on in a different episode for sure um what I'm more like, I want to get back to that. I love that answer. Thank you so much. Community is like a huge thing. That's, that's what's going to grow this as well, in my opinion. Um, want to give the other two guys a chance to answer that same question about what they love about blind hockey. So, uh, Drew, what, what do you love about it? Uh, I mean, it, it's to, I think all of us, to some extent, our answer will always be community because when you go through vision loss, it is you don't you don't your your best friend isn't someone that's blind, you know, so it's not like you can go to them and talk about, oh, I ran into this door the other day. 
or, or something like that. That that sounds silly right. to most people, but for us, that's that's an everyday occurrence. Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as like my favorite thing about blind hockey, one is the opportunity. Um, were I fully sighted, I would not have the opportunity to play for my country. Mm-hmm. Um, and the the first game of blind hockey I ever played was in Minnesota, um, representing Team USA in a um, exhibition game against former NHL alumni. And uh, I was playing and it was in like the second or third period. And I remember cutting towards the net and I, I felt someone there and then they disappeared. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, and I looked over and I, I'm all I could think to say was, I'm so sorry. I didn't see you. And, uh, it ended up being Darby Hendrickson, uh, from the Minnesota wild, Minnesota wild assistant coach or something. Right. Yeah. And (laughs) like, like I told this on, on Beak's show too, but like, that's, that was, you know, they have those NHL things. It's like, welcome to the NHL moments for Ben right. Bishop or whoever. Yeah. That was my welcome sure. to blind hockey moment. Like, nice. That was it. That's great. I love that because it's like, uh, you know, what were you afraid of, man? We're all here with the love. You got nothing to worry about. Oh, yeah. No, I was sure he was going to beat me up right there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right, uh, Mr. Mr. Scampy, man. What do you love about blind hockey? It's so, fu- it's so funny because I, I'm the one with Tony's the one with the shrimp scampi cooking. Oh, fuck <laughs> me. Sorry about that. No, that's okay. Good. I think that's Josh's new nickname, though. <laughs> I'm the yeah, scamp no. man. Skip it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's because I'm from New York. I guess. <laughs> um, so we did a development camp over here. I actually spent a long time going blind and I did a lot of accepting myself before I even found blind hockey. So the sense of community there, it wasn't a sense that I felt like it was a need of me, a need of mine, but we actually did a, a, uh, a development camp and it was covered by a guy who I know I've seen on the news for years. And this guy's trying to get, he's, I'm getting interviewed and he's trying to, he's trying to get answers on me. And he's like, well, what do you love? what's so special about this? And I'm like, I get to play hockey again. And he's like, excuse me. I'm like, well, like I couldn't play. I haven't been able to play hockey for over a decade. And I get to play hockey again against my peers. And he wanted something a lot more inane than that. And a lot, he really wanted me to say it's blind people playing hockey. And I, I I felt really dumb actually being on the air, having to say that, but the fact that like I can play against my peers, I've played, I played probably once since 2010 against kids that grew up looking up to me and it was comical. Like I was a downright disaster. Um, but the fact that I found a sport, my sport in for my vision level where even my vision level being lower than everyone else makes me more valuable than other people. Mm. As a B2, I am more valuable than a lot of other people because of the need for B2s on that team. Um interesting. So the fact so the fact that I'm so the fact that not only am I able to play against my peers for basically until I'm get carted off on a stretcher, um I'm I, because of my vision level being worse than other people, I'm not looked down upon, I'm looked more of more of as an athlete. 
That's awesome. Except, except if you tell me skates when the puck is in my skates, I'm going to curse at you because I know it's there. <laughs> it's just the idea that like I'm now able to play again and for something I thought I could never do. I have a shot to play on a national team, which was everyone's. I mean, it was the NHL and and playing for the USA. That was everyone's dream growing up. And this was a really ass backwards way to get there. But hey, I got a shot. You're right. The answer of I get to play again is totally enough. And like you guys seem to have been aware of it, looked it up and discovered that it's accessible to you. And that might not be a possibility for where other people are listening. If you have vision impairments or if you uh, know somebody who has vision impairments, who just happens to know that this is going to be a great thing in their lives. How do people go about getting involved? And if they discover a roadblock, like, oh, crap, the 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 closest club to me is a few hundred miles away. How, like any suggestions on what we do there? And this is for anybody. So please go for it. Yeah, um, I think that uh, USA Hockey is is trying to do a lot to make sure that if you want to try blind hockey, there's an opportunity. Um, so the first thing for anyone that might be, you know, that's visually impaired would, would be like every, like for me, myself, I Googled, um, mm-hmm. and found the Blackhawks blind hockey team. Um, unfortunately we're such a small organization right now with about 200 players in the country. Um, we just don't have the visual in in communities you know people it's mm-hmm. still a shock for people to find out it's even a sport much less know that we have a national team um and so i think that unfortunately for someone that's blind or visually impaired right now the only way that they can truly attempt to get involved is to do it of their own volition um they need to go and look where and and sometimes you're absolutely right we've got a goalie on team usa it doesn't live near any of the the team. So I don't, Tony Andrews in, in New York, right? But he's way too far for. Yeah, for the so, they're, uh, so what they're trying to do there is they're trying to start their own program with the Buffalo Sabres because they're kind of by, I can't remember if they're kind of by Buffalo or if they're more towards Syracuse. But wherever Andrew uh, is, they're trying to start a program there. And I know that he's been skating and he's been doing stuff with blind hockey, but I don't know if it's an official team. Okay. But, but that's the problem. You know, we, we have to start teams where there are players or we have to hope that they're willing to try it. Like Josh, you drive and he drives an hour and a half to practice every Sunday, which I mean, we're all hockey players. We're used to that, that sometimes that's just what you have to do. But with the amount of visually impaired folks in the United States, we should be able to hit a wider audience so that people don't have to necessarily go that far. Um, and then I as agree. far and, and as far as like equipment and stuff, we're really lucky again. Um, most of our organizations are able to provide at least starter equipment for anyone that wants to try. So you don't have to have anything to, to try blind hockey. You don't have to do anything like that. Um, you can show up and we will, we will help you get equipped to play, even if it's just skates, helmet, and gloves. 
it's still I think it's still a good kind of introduction to hockey. Yeah, and I sorry, guys continue. I I I could speak my mind, but I I'd love to keep hearing from you guys. I didn't mean to interject there. No, I mean that's you know that I think this is kind of a good a good point. We're as blind hockey players and and kind of why we started the dented puck is because um especially in the United States we wanted to make sure that blind hockey and the stories behind our players and our coaches and everything like that was pushed out so that people could see it. Um, and mm-hmm. so they, you know, they wouldn't have to go to a game or happen to stumble across it on YouTube. We'd put it in there in front and center. And I think a big part about growing blind hockey is being, is taking everyone's opinion because, you know, sled hockey didn't get to where it was by just going by sled hockey's rule book. You know, they, they, Right. picked from other other organizations they they made it work mm-hmm. um so like i'd love to hear your opinion because that's something you know it's always a a new a new way of thinking and i and unfor- not unfortunately um i think that blind hockey is so young right now especially in the united states at anything even if it's just a couple of guys talking on a podcast you know that that information gets to us and then we're able to utilize it in a way that may be beneficial somewhere down the line, you know? Truth. Yep. And I, I mean, as a, my story is sadly unfortunate. I mean, I started losing my vision in 2012 and I remember looking at something at some point then just going, maybe there's blind hockey. And I got like, and I remember Googling it at 2012 and seeing nothing. And I mean, and last year in September, I just had the TV on a random news on right. the local news channel. And I'm sure just you heard this story. To be listening, and, I, right? and I just heard this and I was like, it was like one of those, I was doing the dishes and like, it's one of those, something should have shattered on the floor moments. And, mm-hmm. um, but like, I don't want other people to be like that because immediately I was like, I played, I mean, I grew up playing roller hockey. I'm, I'm of that age and I, you probably are too. You graduated in 05, right? Oh, I know. I know <laughs> the Vancouver yeah, voodoo. Oh yeah, dude. I, I, mean, I know I, I graduated, the two point I goals. I know exactly what you're talking about. Oh, well, I graduated in 2000. So that was bit that big roller hockey craze. And I played, I yep. played roller in college and uh, like, and I thought to myself, I'm like, dude, there cannot be that many people with that, with the hockey experience that I've had who lost the vision that I did. And I mean, it's coming to to see that like we need, there's gotta be more of, there's gotta be more of Drew. There's gotta be more of Tony of us out there. And I mean, Mm -hmm. I had pretty much checked out of sports because when I'm teaching and I have a 10 year old hit me in the face with a basketball, he's trying to pass me. That's the level of my athleticism. Like that's pretty much what it got to. Like I, I couldn't see a basketball coming at my face without it hitting me. So I thought there's no there's no shot at playing hockey. And I mean, what's happened, what's my body's transformed into in the last year um, is amazing. And the joke that I was telling my father-in-law today was like, I have amazing hand hand coordination now because it ain't hand eye. Like if I drop something, I am snatching it out of midair and it's incredible. Like stuff I used to be able to do, being able to see it out of my peripheral, it's just there. Um, but the fact that like, I don't want this to happen to other people. Like I wasted seven years of my life when I could have been playing and on the national team where like, it's just, I don't want this to happen to other people. Like I want people to find out and this to be their crutch when, and their, 
their community when they're losing their vision. As mm. opposed to like what I said is I, I came to terms with my vision loss and I was totally cool with it. I was totally cool kicking my feet up, retired and, and living out the rest of my life doing whatever I was. And then I found this and that was kind of the joke. Uh, Monique, who's one of the women who runs, who's one of the parents that runs the, the New York team really said it, this is, it's, it's a support group that plays hockey. And I don't want people to have the experience to echo your words of like more of a serendipitous moment of like discovering this when you thought it was lost. And I just want people to be able to hit up USA hockey and all of a sudden realize there's a whole, whole section related to hockey diversity. And then within that there's, you're black and you want to play hockey. Guess what? There's actually a whole program dedicated to someone who put together an all black hockey team. And before you say like, whoa, we're supposed to make everyone feel uh, like included and diverse. It's like, that's a form of diversity. They need a place to feel on an equal playing field, welcomed by everybody that's on that team. And and you guys are describing that to me as well. Um, Tony, what do you think, man? I mean, I think you hit it on the head there. Hockey is 110% for everyone. And, you know, whether you're deaf, visually impaired, handicapped, uh, coming back from, you know, being overseas in like a war or stuff, something like that, like mm. uh, different ethnicities, you know, being native Alaskan. I spent some time living in Alaska. Like it was amazing playing with like some of those people and like how, how much hockey meant to them at, like as a people or, you know, players who are of uh, African, who are African-American or African-Canadian. I'm not sure you said you were from Canada, I think. Um, but yeah, hockey is 110% for everyone. And blind hockey is a, is a growing sport. Um, and I, I'd love to hear, you know, what your plans are of how you think that you can help uh, get us uh, more noticed. Um, we are playing at the highest level. Like this is going yeah. to be uh, a Paralympic sport. Like it's in 2026. That's the goal. I know. I just, goal. I just yep. saw something the other day that Sweden is putting together a team. I know Finland's been working on a team, Russia, um, Canada's obviously got a team. They're the powerhouse right now. Um, uh, the United Kingdom is another place where blind hockey is starting to pick up some speed. Um, I heard Australia, believe it or not, is they're working on putting together a team. Like this is going to be a real deal. And if you're uh, somebody out there listening or whatnot, and you know, oh, I have a visual deficit disorder, but I'm not sure when I'm going to become visually like legally blind or be a B3 or B2 or B1, like you have something to look forward to. And like, like Josh was saying, it's not the end. Like this isn't the end game for us. Like, like playing blind hockey for me has been just as fun, if not more fun than playing regular ice hockey. I asked you guys about the rule changes or the differences on purpose to let people know there's not much of a difference. But at the same time, what we haven't talked about yet is or what but 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 have touched on is things like there's a mental aspect to this there's things like relearning how to fall because man like that's a real deal 
I imagine. Uh, just the fact that there's a different <laughs> puck. I, I can imagine even as we're trying to grow this sport, like there there's going to need to be resources on like where to go to buy and or make these pucks and you know how to do these things so that it's easy for people once they discover it to then take the next step and um myself i'm an instructional designer i'm out of colorado i worked with the national sports center for the disabled out of winter park to work on a system that helped people in a disabled situation uh in sit skis and stuff like that bring an instruction that was like across the board consistent so that their instructors knew dependent where they fit in with this sport they just knew they wanted to help out they had a playbook they could pick it up they could do the thing and i i want to figure out a way to translate my experience and skills with your guys's help into figuring out a system where we could get in touch with usa hockey and make sure that this becomes uh, a thing if it's not already in place and if it is in place I just want to make sure people don't see me as a competitor and more as like, oh, great. I'm just somebody who has all the experience even on how to like digitally publish this to make it accessible to everybody. My master's degree was in online learning at an accessibility level. So this is like very much what I love to do. And I love hockey. Like, beyond many other reasonable things which makes no sense but it's just my passion so um i just want to respect the time that we have to talk about this and not waste the brainstorming session on our listeners right now but just let you guys know that i i want to keep this conversation going and also what's a good place for people to go to continue this conversation with us what's what's some good places and avenues to reach out to or or some or some things that you found useful that uh you'd like to point people to if possible as far as uh good places to discuss getting on the ice um they're obviously your local team so you know if you're in the chicago area there's the blackhawks blind team uh, i believe in denver it's the eclipse um, vancouver Okay, yeah, Denver, but Denver does have a team, and the Colorado Visionaries. Thank you. There okay. Are. Yeah. All right. Um. So that that's how you can kind of start the conversation of being able to get on the ice if you are visually impaired and you want to get there. Um, we we've tried some different ways. One of the, I, at least in my opinion, one of the the funky things about a blind sport is that most of the people that you're going to want to play are obviously blind. So having a forum or having, you know, a Facebook page is good and all, but you need to rely on um, like screen readers and things like that. So Mm -hmm. um, it can be a little more difficult. Um, So I, I, and maybe the guys have a different, you know, a different um, perspective on that, but I think just finding team because everyone's on Facebook finding teams and starting to to follow them and talk to them and, and engage and share their their posts um because love it or, or hate it facebook is is a huge um system to get your your name out there your face out there um and and you can always talk to us we're over at the dentist yeah i was gonna say like your podcast <laughs> is a thing and that's a great place 
Yeah. And I mean, that's that. And uh, like I said before, and like I've said during the podcast, like our, our only objective um, is to help raise awareness of the sport. Uh, we're not expecting to become rich off of this. We're not, you know, it's not for our self gain, except for the fact that it's our sport. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and one of the other things that we'd, we'd like to do with that, and, and this is part of the conversation that we can have with lots of people. We want to have more tournaments for the blind so that people yeah. can actually come and see them. And because that, I think that's, that's the selling point of blind hockey. You can mm-hmm. watch it on YouTube. We can talk about it till we're blue in the face, but until you've seen it and heard it, you, you just, it's, you don't, you don't quite know. Yeah. I, I'll let the other guys talk, but I will echo that point because this summer I had the privilege of being involved as media to a closed event called Dog Bowl, which is a Colorado-based hockey tournament that showcases both uh, professional-level hockey, but also women's hockey and sled hockey. And it was just really cool to be a part of that because the thing that you don't get to experience as the observer, but more as a participant is just like, Oh my God, all of the camaraderie levels, uh, rankings, genders, sexual, political orientations be damned. Everyone's just like really in this moment because they all love hockey together, man. And it's just, it's, it's a, it's a touching moment. So I love that suggestion. Josh, do you think like there should be, like a blind hockey affiliate with every NHL club, like there is with other affiliations from the clubs. So it's like you read my mind and my gripes being in the New York area. We have three NHL teams. Notice that they are the Blackhawks blind team. We are New York Metro blind hockey. We have reached out to all three NHL teams in our area. And the only team that's shown any interest is the Devils, which I have absolutely no problem with since like 1994. But, <laughs> um, but as a team that's based in Long Island, they don't really want to start a relationship with the Devils because of the location. And I completely understand that. But as we have a lot of these teams that are, beca- that are starting relationships with their local NHL teams that, that help them out with ring space and, and uniforms and stuff like that. We are 0 for 3. And I don't see why. And I find it as the easiest way to get something like this started. Especially a tri-blind hockey event. Especially when you have that that clout to be able to get access to ice. Because anybody wants to tri-blind hockey, come on to Dented Puck, send us a message. I'll come out. I don't care where you are in the U.S. <laughs> I'll come bring my stuff and, and we'll try and I'll let you try it out. Does every NHL need a club? Like I freaking think that's a, like, do that, man. Like, you know, do that at least NHL, like what the F man, like get involved at the easiest. But I mean, I'm just, this is my opinion. What's yours. I have, I have the same opinion as you. I mean, there's no reason why they shouldn't. I mean, they make millions and millions and bajillions of dollars. Like what, what's it to, I mean, What's it to make a opportunity to help grow a community and help grow a sport? Um, I'm lucky. I play for the Chicago Blind Blackhawks team, you know, so I have that like affiliation to them. It's not like I get to shake hands with Patrick Kane or anything like that, but I'm sure at some point 
like they'll come out to one of our practices and say hi and get a little bit more involved. But, you no know, doubt. let's just take Columbus, for example. Like, I don't know any blind hockey players from Columbus. Why? Because Columbus, the Columbus Blue Jackets don't have a blind hockey program. Mm-hmm. Or you take, um, I don't know, a- any team, any team really that doesn't have one. I know that the Carolina Hurricanes, they did a tri-hockey event. I helped coordinate a blind hockey event with the Colorado Avalanche. They've been doing it for a while. Um, One year, I had the opportunity to meet Colin Wilson, absolute fantastic human being. Um, You know, I I can't say enough how well I, how much I respect that man just on and off the ice for what he's done for blind hockey and just hockey in general. Um, But we need it all over the country, every team, the Bruins, you know. Well, there's, there's actually one, there's actually one starting in, there one, it was one that was going to start in Boston before the pandemic. And I don't know if it ever got started, which is a shame, but I'm going to make my way up there when they do. The irony is, is my neuro-ophthalmologist, so my eye doctor, is a Harvard Med professor emeritus and has never heard of blind hockey. Yeah. And I, thought I was insane when I told him I was playing. Yeah, I mean, you know what, guys? I'll be completely honest with you, though. Like, I, I run a fucking podcast, and I've been involved with one before that for since July. I never knew about blind hockey before we interviewed Drew. Like, it's just, it's, it's sad that I consider myself a hockey guy, like a nut. And I still didn't know that this was a thing. So I'm embarrassed too. Okay. Oh, I don't Um, think you should be embarrassed. I mean, I mean, I told you my credentials and background too. Like I'm not a Harvard guy, but still like I did my master's in this stuff and I'm a hockey guy and I didn't know that this was going on. Yeah. I'm grateful for where I'm at, but I'm still. Remember there's less than 200 of us. And yeah. So we're, we're so small and we've, we've grown tremendously in the past year. We've got programs in Dallas. We've got programs starting up. Like Josh said, in Boston, Carolina's trying to put one together, Seattle. Um, so we all want the same thing, it sounds like. So I'm just really, I'm really happy that you guys are talking about this on a regular basis so that there's an ongoing conversation about it. So, you know, on behalf of myself, but, uh, you know, the rest of the hockey community that I've been talking to, thanks, guys. Really appreciate it. It's awesome. Absolutely. Um, I'm going to have to get going here. Uh, but all right. Since you're based out of Colorado right now, right? Did I understand that correctly? Yes. Uh huh. Look up the Colorado Visionaries. It's the blind hockey program out of there. See what you can do to get involved. I know right. a couple of the players on the team played a lot of competitive hockey. See what you, maybe you could become the coach. You know, go out there and have an assistant coach if they've already got an official coach and like, Help them grow as hockey players. Grow the game. Be a voice for the blind hockey community. I mean, you already are doing that and helping us spread the word via your podcast, which I, I can't begin to thank you enough for having myself and Drew and Josh on, like helping us uh, promote the Dented Puck podcast. Like, thank you so much, Dan. It's been a pleasure uh, 
being on here at your show and I, I'd love to do it again sometime and sorry that I'm not going to be able to talk about the ugly jerseys today, but let's just say uh, there was a lot of them that have just been released. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, that's, that's uh that's a great segue and thanks guys. Appreciate it. But thanks. <laughs> thanks for coming on while you could, man. Uh, appreciate your time and happy well, holidays. Happy. Yeah. Holidays. You too, man. Happy holidays to you as well. And so now here's, here's the blind first world blind problems is now I got to figure out how to exit out of this. (laughs) (laughs) Well, while you're navigating, if you want to throw us some like trigger words, like mustard cat or something, feel free. (laughs) I I'm ready for it. Um, and I, I don't know if you had any prepped, but I am, I'm also grateful for this conversation taking as much time as it has, because it's that important, you know? So. Absolutely. Um, I think the ugliest jersey, and Josh is going to be frustrated, them green jerseys from New Jersey. And, like, Josh is also going to be frustrated with this. He's just, like, I'm just not a New Jersey guy. Like, <laughs> when I think of New Jersey, I think of, like, the Jersey Shore. And like, of course. Like, <laughs> we're, all li- we're all like that. <laughs> exactly i mean you've you've so far you've been quite the exception because you're not like that at all but like that's that's kind of what you know i view new jersey is <laughs> but <laughs> just not a fan of their jerseys and then i guess the other ones that i just it's just like ah, i just wish that i was completely blind um uh, <laughs> 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 Wait, now, now I gotta look it up real quick. Oh, hold on. I gotta look. Drew is like the um kryptonite for me. He's like is the opposite opinion on pretty much everything. And it's like it's a good thing I like you and respect you, man. <laughs> what are those Vegas jerseys that just got released? The mustard yellow gold uh-huh. whatever Vegas jerseys. It's not the the the, the one with the knife or the knives uh the sword right not, like gold not the reverse retro the one that looks like uh gold member you know like <laughs> or the midas touch happened to the <laughs> yeah, he touched it, it too much <laughs> <laughs> oh man i'm really struggling to figure out how to exit this i apologize but it's also kind of funny because at the same time you get to like share your opinions and then just peace out and not like <laughs> deal with any of like, the, it's like, and I hate you. Bye. <laughs> so. Everyone have a very happy holidays and I hope everyone's new year kicks off great. And I'm looking forward to hearing how this turns out. So, hey guys, let's get into uh, the second part of this episode. It's the holiday season. Normally, we'd all be at our social gatherings wearing our ugliest Christmas or holiday sweaters. And tis the season. Uh, This episode will launch right around that time of the year. So I just thought it would be fun, similar to how we discussed our reverse retro reaction um alliteration aside i thought it would be fun to do ugliest christmas holiday sweaters and really it's not about that it's about you know ugliest sweaters that we think have ever graced the presence of our retinas so without further ado i have a list of like my most ugliest jerseys i 
asked the rest of these crew to do the same. And then I called an audible and Sask stars fans uh, showed up at the last minute. So I might as well just start it off with what I was going to mention eventually and um, try to get Sask stars fan and the rest of you to convince me that the Mooderist isn't one of the ugliest jerseys of all time. So let's start there. Let's trigger everyone right off the bat. And I'll just say for the record, thanks for coming. I like you before we get started. I hope we still like each other after we're done. Um, but screw the Mooderist. I'm still not in the phase yet where I think it's so ugly it's good. I just still think it's ugly. And now I'll sit here with my coffee cup and convince me I'm I'm wrong. This is the last time I'm being on your podcast. Um, <laughs> after that statement, I'm done. Um, no, the mooter is just, it's, yes, it's ugly. Oh, man, it's ugly. It's not a hockey jersey. It doesn't look like a hockey jersey. But in the same vein, it looks like a hockey jersey. And it's, it's a, it, they went with the design of, a, what, what do you think about when you're in Texas? You think of, you think of football, you think of uh, guns. Um, at least as a Canadian, that's what you think of a lot up here. Um, and then three, you think of the Texas Longhorn, which that's what they tried to do. And like I said in our, our earlier podcast, no, 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 they didn't try. They succeeded. Made it look good. Yes, it looks like a uterus. But what, what happens if those, those horns were faced the other way, if they were turned up? Would people still hate this jersey? No, because they still like the design of it. And the, it was cool that they had their, uh, their shoulder crest, actually, or shoulder patches further down on the arm instead of up on the shoulder. So that was uh, a different take. And uh, the, the numbers look great. And adding a new color kind of switched it up and made it kind of look cool. And yeah. I, I better great jersey it's fantastic way better than any of the other alternates back in the 2000s changed my mind on that one. Oh, josh or drew do you want to like tell him he's drinking kool-aid or agree with him and make me seem like an idiot like what's it's apple on? juice it's not kool-aid <laughs> my vet a madonna team issued motorist jersey is my grail that's no the, shit that's that is the jersey stop it put your hand down <laughs> <laughs> that is, that is my grail that is that is a jersey that i've never had the money to spend when i found it um and when i have had it i haven't been able to find it and uh that i it is it is ugly i stand i will agree with you wholeheartedly it is an ugly jersey but i think it's it's hit that mark that it it tips over to being one of their better ones well, it's a cult. It's a cult classic, right? Yep. It's like the peyote jersey that you all seem to love so much. Yeah, we're. I, I'm. I'm not ready to go there. Josh has two <laughs> cents. I know he wants to put in on this talk too. So I mean, it, it's one of those that you were like, wait, 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 what, wait, what, what, what is that? And then it's just kind of. It's like you said, it's a cult classic. It's kind of one of those that like didn't do well in the box office, but you're like, yeah, I, I love it because you kind of got to. Because, it, because oh, yeah. it, 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 it has that look that you're like, well, it's different and I appreciate it. And that, that's kind of the way it is. And as, as Dallas fans, of course, that's the Madonna. That's the way you got to go. 
Yeah. But it's it's like like we were talking about the, the Christmas jersey. As a Devils fan, whether I like the color scheme or not, I have to appreciate the Christmas jersey because coming from I was coming from the origins of the Devils. It was always the Christmas colors, and they killed the Christmas colors a long time ago. And when I saw the reverse retros come out, and I was like, "All right, what are they doing?" And I was like, "Oh my God, it's green and it's a Christmas jersey." I don't 100%. care if I really like it or not. I still have to get it. Yeah. And it's kind of one of those. Yeah. It's like, regardless how much I like it, like, I love it because I have to. Like, I'm kind of required yeah. as a Devils fan to love the Christmas jersey. As a yeah, Jew, that's kind it's of my point different. with this Mooderous. It seems like a jersey only Stars fans can love. No, uh, no, 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 no. If you yeah. go onto the Stars, if you go onto the Stars, any sort of thread or like Facebook thread or Reddit thread or anything, it is very decisive in Stars corners. Uh, not a lot of Stars fans like it, but there's also a, a large amount that do, and that's even the Stars have recognized that it's a interesting part of their history. <laughs> I hate to like. Say it, man. But like that, that word mark Dallas is also not good. Like that. Oh, I, I the, totally agree with you uh, on that one. It's terrible. <laughs> Drew's just like, why am I even here right now? <laughs> I agree with you. It's terrible. But when it's done up as a Yager, like I did with the 20th anniversary patch, it is one of my favorite jerseys. Madonna. I have a Madonna and black. <laughs> I have a Madonna one too. I have a Madonna and a Yager. I, my Madonna one, I've worn so much that the shoulder patches are wearing off and the uh, the back numbers are wearing off too. I love that jersey. I And I was really upset when they went to black and gold and moved away from the star jersey mm-hmm. and, and everything like that. But I don't know. I And maybe you're, maybe you're all right. It's like the New Jersey Christmas sweater. I'm As much as I'm a Blackhawks fan, I will always love the stars. And so there's it may take me some time to get used to it, but... I'm going to buy and I'm going to love anything that they wear. That's why I'm waiting for Ben to ship me my, uh, my uh, reverse retro right now. Oh, God. Yeah, man. I, I just got an email that uh, my hockey authentic order is on the way with my Canucks gradient, um, which is like maybe a good place to take this. It's like the gradient in the Canucks history is not one of the most favorite, but I'd say the one that's more revered and hated is the the yellow V, the flying V. And I'll I'll go on record. I mean, like you guys are saying, like as fans, and it's like, yeah, I'll, I'll buy it no matter what. It's like there's nothing really about me that really wants to own a yellow flying V Canucks jersey, but I have to. And that to me is like the one that I feel the most nervous about always defending, because if anyone really were to like, be like, dude, be real with me. Do you actually like this jersey? I'd be like, no, I I actually don't. And it's just because it's like, I don't really feel like wearing sunglasses when I wear jerseys all the time. And that's just (laughs) like a retina burner for my eyeballs. So, you know, uh, you, uh, I don't know if anyone else feels that way, but I know that like Penn's jerseys hates that jersey and uh, McFlemmer hates that jersey. Um, you can add any, my, you uh, guys feel that, that way or think I'm like, you know, what do you guys one, think? One day I, uh, my girlfriend and I were, were sitting on a couch and we were just kind of looking at our phones and 
I was just looking through NHL uniform database like I usually do on a normal night. Um, don't know why, but I as you that's do, what I, that's that's <laughs> what I like to do on on normal days. Yeah, I pull up a new tab on Google Chrome, and it's like one of the six it recommends to you. Oh, exactly. <laughs> I'm like, that's a problem. Yeah, mine is Facebook, eBay, jerseys, customized sports, lids, <laughs> <laughs> Ben H Sports, actually. Um, but yeah, so we were just looking there. I'm like, you know what? How about I show her all the ugly jerseys that I can think of? Yeah, I didn't have to leave Vancouver. Oh, <laughs> there was a lot of ugly jerseys during the 80s and 90s. Oh, the 90s weren't that bad, but then you got to the salmon skate. Oh, what are you talking is, about? That's my favorite jersey of all time. Ugly. That is, oh, ugly. see, this is why we can love each other because that's your mooderous you love, and I hey, love I the salmon skate. Mooderous. I know, I haven't man. seen a custom salmon skate yet. <laughs> oh, well, you give us enough time. I mean, first, oh, dude, how can you not like the salmon skate? That thing is unbelievable. When you throw yellow it's numbers on that color. thing, it's like, it bam, terrible. Oh. oh, the color is terrible. Someone come to my defense or make me feel bad. I, opinions. I just think that you have me on your show to have the exact opposite opinion of you. Because <laughs> I really like the yellow V. I like I that was one of when they did the 50th and they had them as warm-ups. I was like, I gotta get one of those. I oh they're they're an Adidas with the dimples. Oh, I wanted one of them so bad. See, they're I think they're beautiful. I think they're I think they're just from a time that again design was very angular and bold. And I, I love them. All right. Well, we're talking straight lines. <laughs> uh, like, word lines, man. Like, come to our defense here, man. Josh, what are you thinking about all this? You know, it's funny because we, we were talking about the bright yellow and then the salmon jersey. And, like, I, I feel like as blind people, we need, like, some sort of rating system. Um, like, so like, like it, it should get like, you know, those big glaucoma glasses It should get like one glaucoma <laughs> glass or like one set of sunglasses, two sets of sunglasses. Um, but like that, that the salmon jersey, I could not, um, but the bright, yeah, the bright yellow I had to appreciate, but that's also, we're also talking when we're talking about blind hockey, that literally is the one color that we look at. <laughs> we're on yellow and we're on black so yellow i gotta appreciate everything with the yellow so um, go ahead sorry I, I i i can't i couldn't do the salmon jersey i just couldn't <laughs> oh you guys make me why do i hey you attack the motors i attack yeah you know what i asked you on here i can't i can't make you yeah <laughs> you did the open invitation so <laughs> i just found it on my computer so it was a perfect timing <laughs> So I mean like on on that note where you're talking about yellow like what's the mustard cat to you Josh? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I kind of can't defend minute. myself there. <laughs> kind of can't defend myself there. Um Yeah, I'm not even going to defend that one. That's where I lose. That thing just <laughs> sucks. Yeah, exactly. Like, exactly. It's it's weird because I absolutely love the crest of that jersey like the way that it's like 
coming at you as a way better version of like the Ottawa Senators 3D person, in my opinion. And like the eyes are very menacing. But the blue version of that National Predators jersey with the red eyes is fucking awesome. And it just makes it look that much like it makes the mustard cat look that much worse. And um, I freaking love the shoulder patches on that. I just can't get over the color. That's the only problem I have with it. Everything else about that jersey is fucking awesome. But I look at that thing and I'm just like, man, oh, like, you know, take a napkin to that color and like get it off your countertop. Like, gross. It's a reminder that I'm really glad the stars didn't go with that uh, yellow star design that they were considering versus the Mooterus. Uh huh. And like, those were the two finalists. And I'm really glad they didn't go with it. <laughs> Mooterus looks so much better than the, than the, well, my my girlfriend names it as shit colored. <laughs> what do you? What's one of your hated ones, Drew? I'd love to disagree with you on a completely different subject. The Coyotes, Peyote, yeah. either the original or the reverse retro. The and here's here's the thing: I love the Kachina. I think it's beautiful. I don't know why someone had to go on a drug trip when they designed that jersey and there's just some floating Simpsons reference on a jersey that they wear on the ice. That's all I'm saying. It's okay. not it's it's so blocky but not in a good way for me. I'm 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 going to flip you on that. I hate the Kachina. I think it's a terrible jersey. Um but on the other hand though, the the green peyote, hate it. I think it's terrible. The purple one, though, I really like because it reminds me that it's supposed to be the night sky, and the night sky is not green. It's more of a blue or a bluish when the sun goes down, purplish color. So it the reverse retro makes so much more sense, and it looks so much better. I but yeah, I don't. I'm one of those guys that just don't like the the Kachina or any sort of design in that sense because it's. Their current look is fantastic. They finally fix their look and then they go retro again. It's like, well, I want them to continue with the coyote they have with the black and maroon and the and the white. And it just looks so good. And nope, nope. They want to be want to go back to their normal or their old colors, which I don't like, or their old style. I don't like that. But yeah. I'm very I, I'm I'm definitely in the minority when it comes to the Kachina. I I mean I love the original Kachina the most. I think like the the pattern around like the stripes on the bottom is just so cool. And it it really set like a new level of we can do that on a jersey situation around the league. And for that I'll always respect it. I think it's like cooler to see the whole coyote playing hockey than just the head because after talking with Terry Smith about like logo design. I, I I like that when you look at that original Kachina, you get a sense of it's a hockey jersey than just like a head that reminds you of the Simpsons trip. Uh, all I will say is that I think the reverse retro, because of the purple and still keeping the lizards on the shoulders, is better than that or like original third jersey. I I I that's the reason I got it uh, as part of my order. I was just like, hell yeah. Um, 
so I'm I'm kind of in between all of this. Like I like elements of the original and components of the new. Um, but so so therefore overall it just kind of sits in the middle for jerseys for me. But it's definitely not on my like most hated. Uh, I got too many others to bump it off that list. What's one for you, Drew, that we haven't mentioned yet that you're um, you know, wanting to get off your chest as most hated or ugliest? Vegas. Vegas Which is one? Vegas is reverse retro and their new third, I think were complete misses. Because okay. that that third looks super scratchy. Like I don't think I think Can't it's a cool See, so like I, I could see that being a good accent, like a, a stripe or a band across the arm. But when you put it on the whole jersey, that, that just doesn't look comfortable. And I really want a black Vegas jersey. Like, I, I understand the reverse retro was the, the Vegas minor team. Yeah. But I, I feel like they, they should have done a black and gold something instead. Sorry, as, as a jersey that I think will be divisive, I hate the Seattle Kraken jersey. Kraken. I, I hate it. It's so ugly and so boring. And I think it's so boring and that's what makes it ugly to me. The The striping is really nice. Oh, so you have a I problem like the with the fact that it looks like the 1990s S we drew on every classroom desk we were a part of? <laughs> it's uh, a crash. <laughs> you're, you're telling me you couldn't have done some sort of mythical something that would be terrifying and, and slap that. Even the shoulder patch they used would have been better on the chest than that S. I like the S. Yeah, I, think they I, I fucking love the, S in the Seattle needle in there. I think that's really cool. I wish they did the, I wish they did, like, I saw someone combine the two logos where they had the shoulder crest and the S and combined it, and it looks so much better. I think that probably would have worked better. Um, but, again, I think this is a team that's going to have to rebrand, like, with a brand new logo and stuff in five five to ten years. They'll have to get a new logo and a new new look because they'll probably go to a more, more uh, artistic style Kraken. They'll probably come out with a third jersey that has that. They'll probably come out with a reverse retro if they end up doing another set. Even considering how well this this has sold so far this year with the whole reverse retro and the season hasn't even started. Um, I can see them doing another reverse retro. But yeah, I can see Seattle doing the, uh, doing a reverse retro of like Seattle Metropolitans or something like that. So um I actually like their jersey though. I like the I like the colors that they chose. I like the the design of the jersey. I like that they use dark blue as the as the main color and the white the white looks fantastic, I think. And I do like that anchor as a as an alternate logo. It looks really nice. So I disagree with you on that one. I think the I think Seattle is going to look really good. I don't think I'm ever going to buy one, but we'll see. I think I think the Seattle jersey is laid out well. I just think that the logos make it really boring. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, I mean, we're kind of on the subject. I think one of the cooler things is like uh, on the Vegas jersey, you know how, I don't know if you know this, someone shone like a black light on it. And all of a sudden, like the rivets of the helmet came out a different color. And people were like, what the fuck? And I was like, all right, hold up. Like, 
we've got a a team in Seattle that is the Kraken. So they live in the deep blue ocean. And we all know that uh, in the ocean, there's like fish and shit that like glow. So I was like, wouldn't it be cool? Or, you know, Sask Stars fan is here too. Like Dallas Stars, we all had those freaking weird glow stick like stickers we'd put on our ceiling or whatever and turn off the lights and oh look at the star and me, me, me. um and there's there's just this thing about jerseys that sometimes people like to throw in like subtle shit like a negative space or oh did you know that the triangle behind the penguin in the pittsburgh penguin is the triangle of the city of pittsburgh and it's like that makes awesome sense i'm so glad you told me that so like all of that kind of stuff brewing in the background. I just thought it would be cool if like you shone a black light on the Kraken and you'd see like that red, like really pop or um, one of the new trends in NHL numbering is to make perforated numbers. So why don't you like throw that glow stick material on the bottom coat of a Dallas stars Jersey perforate that shit and then when you throw it up it would like show constellations and stuff. and i'm like kind of in love with this idea right now so i think it, it like because the the thing with jerseys is there's always so much real estate only and really like the creative juices come into how do you design a crest or a shoulder logo or in the case of maybe nike like Hey, we're going to do recycled plastic bottles. And if you look at our jerseys, like around the collar of the 20, I think it's 14 Canadian Olympic jerseys and the US jerseys, they're like this subtle uh, reflective pattern out of plastics that they used in the jerseys and stuff like that. So there's a finite amount of space that you can use on a jersey. So creating like a completely different design in the same amount of space that you're given is like always the creative problem. And I just think it would be dope if you could have like a heritage series Dallas Stars jersey that if you shone a black light on would show the North Stars jersey instead of the Dallas jersey or something like crazy wild like that. So uh, it was just the series of jerseys we mentioned that made me bring that up. But I don't know. I think it could be cool. Any any opinions on this kind of stuff? I think, well, I think when you were oh, sorry. No, go I talk. think when you were talking I think we were talking about the star when you were talking about the stars I think that's actually an awesome idea. Like the the actual the hidden stars or hidden stars in the jerseys or the actual hidden north stars sitting somewhere up there that would be actually be really cool. Mm-hmm. I uh, I have actually learned that so this all started when I was trying to figure out so the Jets had bought their original history from the Coyotes a few years back. So they have all their original WHA banners and stuff like that. They bought their history from Phoenix um, or Arizona. So the star, the Wild have actually bought the color scheme of the North Stars from the from the Dallas Stars. So their oh. jersey design and the color scheme is now owned yeah. by the Minnesota Wild, not by the Dallas Stars anymore. But Dallas has still kept the Minnesota North Star logo. Because they have banners and stuff that they still hang that need that have that logo and they, they aren't wanting to give that up. 
So they just, that's why Minnesota was able to chew or to do their Minnesota or their, their North star throwback this year was because they actually bought the rights to use that. I, that's great insight. And I mean, I had to look into it, but no, they, uh, so I found that interesting because they didn't buy any of the history either because the stars still recognize all their, all the North star history. It's just the, the aesthetic thing. So it seems if they had gone out of their way and bought all uh, bought this color design and this, um, this, this design and the colors, it seems like Minnesota might be on their way to doing a rebrand of their team and into North Star colors, because rumor was is that the that they were going to put out a green Minnesota North Star wild jersey for the Winter Classic this year that got canceled. Eyebrows so are raising. This is they would just use the Winter Classic and their Reverse Retro as their new set which we've seen happen before. You have Calgary that has their or their third jersey, and then they had their uh, heritage jersey as their now new home and away. Hmm. So it's possible, but they went out of their way to get that stuff. So I think they're probably planning on that. Yeah, that's always a good indicator. It's like you're trying too hard. You must have plans. Just, just if the, if your plan was just to have a reverse retro, then why bother? Yeah. <laughs> right. So. Okay, I, I like that call. Um, so, like, what? Sorry, it was a little what, off topic, but I want. No, to it's it, no, it's good. I mean, um, it's kind of what happens around here. It's like ugly. Now let's talk about concept. Now let's talk about what we think will happen from a business perspective. I mean. Mm-hmm. As is what Jersey talking. Does. Well, I, I per, well, we'll go back to the ugly thing. I think Minnesota, they have one of the best logos, but one of the worst Jersey designs in the league. They have one of the best, but the worst. And I just hate it. Their whites. I hate it is so bland. They don't match their homes and their homes is a lot better than it used to be, but they're their their red homes that they used to wear. Oh, disgusting. They're uh, the green word mark. I hated like they they have not really had a good jersey for their entire existence. Like it, it, it I've never liked any of them. Their current home is the first jersey I actually like. I, okay, never mind. Their 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 stadium series was also really good, but besides that, everything else sucked. I I liked the red Minnesota. I thought it was fine. I have a Parise in in that. I hated it. Why? <laughs> I hated it so much. Why? Because I a I hate circle logos. Any any circle logo like St. Louis's arch, um, uh, Florida's jumping or jumping uh, uh, pa- uh, panther out of out of it. I hated it. Um, oh, what other? Oh, so you're just prejudiced to circle shapes. Great. Okay. <laughs> yeah, basically, I hate I hate it where you have a logo, you have like a logo, and then you have a word text around it. It looks so tacky. I hate the stars shoulder patch. That is a disgusting logo. I hate it because I want the Texas logo to be back. But, and but I hate I, even Columbus. I will I'll go there. I hate Columbus's alternate jersey just because it has a circle logo. Now, if they had just the cannon and felt, it would look great. What about the one that Dan's wearing right now? <laughs> yeah, I'm wearing the old school like uh, Chicago black. I think that's the only one that I actually don't have a problem with. It's because it's because it is actually retro. Like it is actually from the 40s when there was no 
like real design to it. But now you have these teams that are like the St. Louis jersey is one I keep bringing up because I thought it was disgusting. I hated it um, because they like they're not trying to be retro. They're trying to be modern and do it that way. And it looks terrible. I hate it. Um, so what about like because uh, like combining the color ish of the Dallas with the circle ish of what you like, what about the um, California Golden Seals logo then? So I'm not I'll say this. I'm not against circle logos in the sense of like the Jets, the the, the Oilers, um, even even the even the um, the Canucks old the uh, spaghetti skate it's it's more when it has words around it exactly yeah when you have a crest within a circle of words it's like we don't need the text of your team we don't like we don't need that i'd rather just see a beautiful logo or a beautiful design of a logo that they can just go with like that's why i hate dallas's and tampa shoulder crest because it's that stupid circle design right (laughs) Drew's just like going closer to camera. Like between the two of us, we have like enough circle examples that he's like, wait, I'm I'm not sure. Uh, But like California, I like that because it was not a a text logo, right? And even and I'll going way back, there's there's the Cleveland Barons, and it's like Uh it's kind of a circle. It's a C, but it does more than what. It does more than what uh, other jerseys did, and it's just yeah. But I, I hate that one. That it's just like so lazy. I, I don't. Like, I didn't say I like it. I just don't yeah. hate it for the reason that it has text around us in a circle shape. <laughs> yeah, it's just a weird one, though. It's like mm-hmm. you just kind of gave up. Maybe you yeah. thought from the beginning this team would only be here a year type situation i don't know and it's totally what happened but yeah and that's why i don't like the i don't i don't mind the devil's logo i don't like i don't mind the uh the islanders logo it's it's because it doesn't have text around it and and i guess i just don't like i'm not a big fan of text on a jersey unless it's done well so like kind of going i kind of want to go on to Washington, which I absolutely have an absolute hate on for. I hate, hate that they don't have a logo. Like, if you look at games they play, the jersey or the you, you look at the ticker, uh, the score ticker at the top of the screen when you're watching a game, it's not their wordmark logo, it's their shoulder crest logo. Right. Because they don't have a logo. It's, a, it's just capitals with a hockey stick. I hate it. It looks tacky. It it's just it's. I even own a Capitals jersey, and I hate it. I'd rather have their their shoulder eagle uh, on on it, and that's just me. Actually, that's not just me. There's a lot of people who don't like that that logo or logo. There's some really sweet logos in Capitals history. I think like oh, yeah. the shoulder logo is mm-hmm. dope as hell. With like. You have both the Capitol building and the Washington Monument and a W all like in that one logo is pretty cool. Um, um, besides color, has New Jersey ever had a different logo besides the? No, looked? no. It's always just been the NJ situation. Yeah, that's pretty cool. <clears throat> yeah, that's like Lou Lamorello right there a little bit for sure. Um <laughs> 
but you know what isn't broken don't fix or what isn't yeah what is what ain't broke broken? don't fix yeah so i mean what do you think josh like is it just like i, I fucking I mean, love it, the christmas tree colors i wish they'd bring them back but for all intents and purposes like don't change that logo i like it like i i, I it's one of those that like if they're gonna do it what are they gonna put do put the devil's face on there like yeah. that that goofy ass face sitting there smiling at you it's like putting uh that ugly Philadelphia thing on a jersey. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, gritty, gritty. Yeah, gritty. Or like Johnny <laughs> yeah, Canucks becoming gritty. a central logo. Like never gonna happen, guys. Like get over it. Um, or like I mean, a another being a stars mascot. We could bring the mood. Victory right Green <laughs> on a jersey. Uh huh. Oh. We're not talking about creating an uglier jersey that doesn't exist yet. We're talking about <laughs> ugly jerseys that do exist. Okay. Um, I mean, for me, the one that like I think is a good point to talk about some honorable mentions or shout-outs from the group that brought them in. Um, we talked about the mustard cat, the yellow flying V. I'm trying to read some other stuff that's in here. The star oh, uh... word mark got one we the talked ducks, about the that ducks word mark ducks yeah that anaheim script one no not oh. that one the or both of them i guess yeah uh no oh. uh, the one they won the cup with yeah yeah or i mean even it's weird like i didn't even like that super bright orange one um that they rocked for a while like that was I mean, the maybe one that's up there the where, where the blind hockey guys like it because it's like a super bright color or something. <laughs> I was just like, nope. They're they're what alternate next? with the Mighty Ducks logo on the front. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, they um, they still rock it. It's their it's their uh, it's their alternate it's their and should be their home. Gotcha. My my wife's a Ducks fan, so we have one of those in the house. I I really appreciated that jersey because they finally brought the Mighty Duck logo back. That, and that honestly, and honestly, seeing that webbed uh, D logo on the on the shoulder, kind of feels like that's where it should be. That should be where its natural placement is, not yeah. not on the front. It should be on the shoulder. Yeah, I like that. Um, it's kind of weird too how it's like a D duckbill, like uh, no, sorry, not duckbill. It's like a it's like a footprint that also spells a D. And mm-hmm. unpopular opinion, I think like the Dallas is like a footprint of the heel with spurs around it a little. So I I know it's not really true, but I'm just saying. <laughs> you um, you went too much down the rabbit hole on that one. Yeah, I did, and and I mean I could with the capitals too because if you look at that word mark front and like you 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 approach it from the standpoint that you already like give the logo creators credit for being clever with the shoulder patch and hiding things in it. Um, The other thing that I think is kind of always puzzled me is when you look at capitals and the way it's spelled and the way that stick is and the way it's angled, uh, it's almost like the Washington monument. uh, And then it is reflected in the reflection pool and it's not probably true. But um, just to kind of give a little bit more credit to wordmark logos, like, uh, maybe. I don't yeah, know. I can see it. It's, it's changed its angle over the years. So it's kind of like 
it went less as a stick and now is a little bit more angled and i just yeah i didn't know if that was why but um you know what it reminds me of it reminds me of ovechkin's uh falling backwards goal what was that his first goal of of his career it kind of reminds me of how he had the stick and it was like yep that's like such a great crazy goal gretzky was the coach of the coyotes at that time too and it's like what the fuck did i just see this guy's gonna break my record someday like yeah but that and that's <laughs> i think that's why they had that angle there because it's like oh this is what obeshkin did so we're gonna angle the stick like he did so i like that sure conspiracy theories out of washington what what else is new um <laughs> What's well, going they are, on? They are supposed to be getting a third, new third jersey eventually here. So hopefully, they get a third jerseys. Let's talk about the turd jerseys. Let's talk about that turd burger, the buffalo slug. Like those both are things I think Ooh, are ugly. Like what the hell were they thinking? Oh, let's let's make it worse by like bringing back the shield, but in a horrible, ugly color pattern. Let's have Steve Ott uh, model it. Like that's our best situation i like nothing about any of that was good i'm sorry i think that i love the sabers being brought back with the reverse retro in the yellow and blue pattern now Mm -hmm. and that's like i've learned from my mistakes i'll take the best of some things and bring them in and then just completely pretend the other jerseys never happened because like those I mean, it's called the turd burger and the buffa slug. Like, nothing about that screams sexy. You know? But at least you know what team they're supporting when you see them. There's no doubting what jersey that is. When you, I can see one of those buffalo jerseys from the back, and I know. <laughs> and, and, you just, and you just kind of feel for them. It's like, oh. Josh, is there any more that you just like need to get off your chest? That you just hate. All right, there, there are two, and I can't get over the Ducks retro jersey. I can't look at that thing. The I, I know it's got history. Yeah, I, I can't. It looks like a six-year-old drew it. How do, do I mute him? How do I mute him? Podcast forever. <laughs> oh well, at least this way you made me realize I have something in common with the other two. So that's <laughs> awesome. It is fantastic. Awesome. It looks so much better than the than the original. Oh, I, I'll I will admit that, but I was just like, oh my god, I can't, I can't. And I I said this it was to done Dan by before. Disney. That's why it looks childish. <laughs> exactly. But Disney's Disney. Um. <laughs> Disney is Disney. And then I have my other one and it's and it's it is as famous it is. I I growing up in the area when they dropped the Gordon's Fisherman jersey, I I loved every single second of not being an Islanders fan. Because <laughs> nothing says Long Island like a fisherman. Right. Yeah. Honestly, or... best logo they've ever had. <laughs> Just gonna I admit mean, it, it's I the mean... best logo they've ever had. Oh, well, I mean, they don't have much to go off of, but I was just like, oh, this is the greatest thing I've ever seen. And it was only great because I don't have to wear it and I don't have to sit there and support it. But I'm like, what at all does this have anything to do with Long Island? Nothing to do with Long Island says fishing. The Islanders have also, like, 
they completely fucked up the reverse retro. They basically didn't do one. Oh, and oh, and, the, that, that was the best part. Was that the, they actually they could have just skipped it. That they, they, they it was just why. <laughs> yeah, literally, yeah. I saw someone post a uh, someone was wearing a jersey. Uh, it was their two thousand jersey, and someone said, "Oh man, that reverse retro kind of looks good." <laughs> uh, i don't blame them it looks like they're like they're reverse retro and and and, and that's a stupid thing like islanders could have done something so much more now you have lula amarello so like you know you gotta he's very strict on design and stuff but like still like islanders could have done so much more but they just I, they just didn't want to do anything yeah I mean, they got that lighthouse. They should use it. Um, mm-hmm. I don't even think that's their worst jersey. I mean, they did a Dallas imitation word mark Islanders across the front. Yeah, you want to be like, you want to you want to bash on the Dallas word mark. That one's worse that one's way Dallas worse. I agree. It's so much worse. And I saw a prototype for sale, and it just had a slight color change, and it looked even worse. So they surprisingly they chose the better jersey of that oh i i just i mean don't and then um they even had like a like a a a third i think it was that was like super orange um yeah yeah. 2002 to 2000 that was that was my that was my uh my it was like the jersey for 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 high school. It was like the turd burger cut with the Islanders colors, and I was like, "Oh, you made it worse! Fantastic! Like, Jesus Christ, man! Like, who? Like, I don't know, man. Is in charge of this shit sometimes? Um, Wasn't that around yeah. the time that that guy tried to buy the Islanders and was like scamming the Islanders? Dano, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but I mean, speaking of owners that will like affect uh jerseys like i think it's not common knowledge but becoming more of a thing that like mario lemieux does not want to ever see the robo pen ever come back into pittsburgh and it's weird because i actually really like that one uh that's my favorite way that they make it's i i i look at that robo pen and i'm like that thing i'm (laughs) sure people think is ugly as sin but I think it's so cool, man. I love it. Uh, and gradients are hard to pull off. You guys don't like the salmon skates, whatever. It's everyone's allowed to have an opinion. I like that one. Uh, I, I'll, I'll stick with okay. that one. Okay. I like that one. But I mean, what do you guys think of this uh, this robo pen? Are you for or against? For for it. Yeah. Oh for my it. god, we had a consensus. That's amazing. Uh, I go buy a lottery ticket. That's never going to happen again. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I also really like the Burger King jersey. Same. Yeah, you're 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 in that camp. I I I don't know what it is about it, but I like it. I want a Gretzky in that. I gotta go, guys. So good night. Thanks for having me. All right. Peace. Thanks, man. Appreciate you jumping on. Nice meeting you guys. Uh, Bye. Uh. So I mean. now we can really shit on the Dallas Stars. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> we have already done that in two episodes, and I've only come out with seven, so it seems a little unfair. Um, <laughs> but I mean, um, 
on that Burger King note, you know, like that didn't really see the light of day too much, but um, I just think it's a little bit forgotten too, because it's like, they seem to have created another King logo ish for that and never used it ever since. So that like it was born and died with that Jersey instead of like living in some other fashion, which is just a comment. I don't know what that means. I just, think it's worth thinking about um the other one that i think like also tied to gretzky a little bit um is the trumpets of the st louis blues like the one that never really got worn that was more like a mike keenan veto type situation (laughs) but also was kind of made because hey gretzky's on the team and whatever we make will sell and even when he moved from Edmonton to LA, they redesigned the the jerseys, you know, because they knew. I'm kind of surprised by that whole situation because not the redesigner creating a jersey. Gretzky comes to the team, you do that kind of thing. But the fact that it like was so bad in the in the eyes of a coach that he was like, nope, uh, is just worth mentioning. I I don't actually really have like a a true opinion like if it came out so be it because i'm not tied to st louis in any way uh so i don't really care but what do you guys think of that one (laughs) i had to relook this up this thing is out of control (laughs) yeah like like i told you i grew up in roller hockey that's a roller hockey yeah that's a great that legit it's a roller hockey jersey like it's 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 in your face and like it's St. Louis and you're the blues, but like, it's funny that it's, that's what's the funniest part. It's that it's Mike Keenan. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that thing is, <laughs> that thing's freaking wild. <laughs> Absolutely wild. I like, I mean, I like, I, I think I like it because it's never seen the light of day. So it's easier to say, oh, yeah, that's cool. And then not have to ever buy one. But I think I think it's a sign of the 90s. I think they're trying to follow the ducks. Because it's like that same kind of cutting across the body and very cartoony. Just didn't have Disney behind him. So awful, though. Like, there's, (laughs) there's too much going on in that thing, man. It's like. Someone hit the panic button after the Wild Wing came out and was like, we need to be like on that level. And I was like, no, you don't. No, no, you could have you could have dialed it way back and it would have been totally OK. Um, I would there's, like to see there's them too many it. trumpets. I don't think there's that much <laughs> jazz in Buffalo in, in St. Louis. Like, it's just like, damn, dude, we get it. OK, <laughs> I, I think they need to wear those as warm ups this season. Before oh, yeah. reverse retro games, they should have the trumpet as their that one. That would be so dope. If there's any more that you guys want to shout out, I'll just say that now's the time. I think we've kind of run the gamut on what we're most passionately hating about, but um, that's just my opinion. If if there's more triggers that are out there, I'd I'd love to give my two cents too. But my my final one, I think we should just all agree that the Dallas Reverse Retro was the best of the Reverse Retro class. It was clean. It was beautiful. It's going to look really good when I get one. 
Yeah, I'm think scratching my head. I think the silence says it all. <laughs> I, I, I agree. Like ironically scratching my head at the same time. Um, but come on, we're, we're all old enough that the second they came out with the reverse retro jerseys and we saw the Nordiques jersey and the Whalers jersey, we're like, yep, all right, that's, that's up there no matter what. Um, but the fact that, like, so many teams had a shot to do something and totally dropped the ball. Yeah. Is, is, especially in a time like this where – Look at what's happening with a lot of them. Like the Devils jerseys sold out in minutes. Yeah, and like the and the Nordiques jerseys sold out in minutes. And so did the way. Like there were some, and, and I mean, people were clamoring for this. Like we're dying for hockey, and like the Islanders. I, that's that's ridiculous. You had a shot, yep. and Adidas was going to do. I'm sure most of the work, and all you had to do was be like, all right, give me something, and and to come out with nothing is it that sucks for a fan. Yeah, especially especially the time like this. Where Good people comment. listen either to hate or to love, not just, oh my God, nothing. Right. Yeah. Um, I, I agree. And, you know, it doesn't matter if you have perfect vision or not. You can easily see that is a myth. And, uh, you know, that was just a comment to segue into saying thanks, guys. Like, hey, I, I've really, I've really enjoyed your perspective um but also raising awareness over like hockey and parts of hockey that need more attention and whether that comes from bright colored jerseys on the ice or initiatives happening off of them that's just important so um you know on this note i just want to say thank you for hopping on and discussing jerseys with me but also and more importantly just Thanks for telling our community about blind hockey and what blind hockey is and how important it is to the hockey community and conversation. So uh, what I tend to do here on the end of every episodes is uh, give opportunities to the guests to do a shout out or um, thanks of any kind or where we can follow you or the passions that you're um, passionate about. So um, I'll start with you, Josh. I just personally, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for sharing your opinions and educating us. And um, before we break for the evening, and wish each other happy holidays. If there's some last minute things, things you want to say, uh, the mic is yours. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, no, I appreciate you having me on. It was awesome to talk shop. It was awesome to spread news about blind hockey. Um, it was awesome to to actually to, to get to know more people and to to actually hear. Like honestly, I had to look up half these jerseys because I've been out of the game for so long. And when I looked up that trumpet jersey, I was like, what am I looking at? <laughs> um, but please feel free. I actually uh, give me a follow on Instagram. Um, it's uh, it's really easy to conceptualize, really hard. to. It's really long. It's uh, hockey to blind to blind hockey 93. So if you start looking and typing and there's a really long one, that's probably me. Um, I am trying to actually post videos of. I GoPro myself as I play when okay. that happens again. Um, so I'm actually trying to show from my vision uh, and what my nude it is 
to show the hockey world actually how hard it is to play front with my level of vision. Um, so please give me a follow. Um, please give our our podcast, The Dented Puck, a follow. I stole that one from you, Joe. Uh, Drew, <laughs> but um, uh, so I, I'd love to hear you guys. I'd love to. I appreciate you being letting us stay out, letting us come on here with you. Um, and as we talk about uh, things that might be construed as ugly and pretty, that's my bulldog. <laughs> um, but uh, thanks so much for having me on. I, I had a blast and I'd love to come on again. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Hey, Drew, this is the most time you'll get uninterrupted from me. So better take advantage of it. <laughs> no i like dan i i cannot thank you enough for for having us on here um you, you know getting to meet you and and beaks you guys were the reason that that we felt like it was okay and it was time for us to start a podcast about because you know all the podcasts before then are about hockey in general they're about the nhl they're about things like that and the fact that you've been able to do this and as a jersey guy you've been able to do this jersey podcast a very niche kind of topic um and beaks just trying to tell stories from across you know the breadth of, of hockey you guys paved the way for us to you feel comfortable to to do this um and and the it, it's it's just really nice to know that you're you're not blind you're you're not visually impaired, but you're just as passionate about our sport as we are, and and I think that's the biggest thing that we're trying to build, and I believe that you guys are trying to build as well, and hopefully we can do that together. Um, but just just everyone knows when you're playing hockey, you're a big family, and mm -hmm. and you guys have been so welcoming and so helpful and supportive that like we we don't we don't do this without you guys, and and just thank you for continuing to to support us and. You know, if you ever want us to come on and ramble about blind hockey again, I'm sure we will be more than happy to do that. Uh, cheers to that, guys. Have a great evening. Have a great holiday. And uh, here's looking forward.